now, happy, happy vibes, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and give you that kick in the ass to craft the life you wish to live. This sacred space is dedicated to the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes, so let's get to it. Guys, today I'm super excited because I am going to introduce you to a woman that I found very inspirational the day I met her. Someone who has a vision that is so grand and so big that I think you guys need to know about this and I need to share her with you all. Her name is Michelle Pocket. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And so Michelle Pocket, she, you are the owner at Designer Diva. Correct. Yes. And you've had Designer Diva now for how many years? Uh, going on 16 years. 16 years. And your um, business, a little bit of how I came to know you is because as a stylist, I'm always looking for, you know, pieces for my clients. And I style so many different clients, so many different sizes. Some want colors, some want neutrals. And you have everything at your location so that's one place that i do love to come and you know and i pick out some of the best things from here because i know i'm going to find something for my clients here when i come to designer diva so i wanted to share you with everybody because i feel like not everybody knows that you're like a little gem in a neighborhood and and it's a little hidden you're in a warehouse but i think the minute people walk in they'll they'll see they'll notice that there's a lot of love in here there's a lot of thoughtfulness there's flowers there's pink and i i notice that you really really put um a lot of care into your location and i think that's important for other people to know because um i don't think it's it's uh it's so it's so hard for us to find these places and we shouldn't, it shouldn't be so hard for us to find you. Exactly. Now, you know, my listeners know about you. <laughs> so you started with a nonprofit yourself because there was a, um, an accident that happened yes, my, uh, many years ago. Right. Uh, 18 years ago, my son was in a hit and run motorcycle accident and it, it was just a miracle. He's alive. It's left him partially paralyzed. However, he's, you know, just as strong as I am and, and moved forward in his life in California. Uh, but we, I, one day I was sitting there and I was feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, a little petal fell down in front of me. And it's from a plant called the butterfly vine. So mm-hmm. I picked it up. I painted it, put a magnet on the back of it. And we saw them. And that's how we survived. So later on, years later, well, in probably about 2011 to 13, we helped about uh, 183 businesses start and form, and um, we did grants for them and helped what, them. What kind of businesses were they? I, were they little mom-and-pop organizations or what? Um, some of them had dreams, some, uh, non-profits. <laughs> okay, start, non-profits. You know, a lot of them were non-profits who just wanted to give back, and they really had a good heart, and so we helped uh 187 and did in-kind services of um, $228,000 for them to 2013. And uh, so I had found this little place uh, in Sugarland, mm-hmm. Designer Diva Resale. Okay. And um, and so my son and I were, st- were wanting to give back somehow. Yes. So we bought the little place there, 1,700 square feet in Sugarland. And um, a year later, we moved it to Siegler and Westheimer to okay. 8,500 square feet. But during this time, we went ahead and we had um, Blooming Butterflies formed. 
and uh, it backdated to 2010. So it's your nonprofit, and it's a charity organization that gives back, yes. like you said, to other you know organizations, other nonprofits, or to people who need basics. Well, we help 12 individually okay. owned uh, battered women and children okay. shelters. I, I personally take all the clothes to them on the weekends, okay. each, each location. And then we also help the endangered monarch butterflies. That's the reason for the plant. For the plant. Okay. So now we give those away as just a, a encouragement to others to help each other. Where did this desire to help others come from for you? I feel it was since I was a little girl. Yeah. I would always go and help neighbors. and I have always wanted to help. I always help people clean out their house or someone elderly. Um and, I just always had a desire to help people. And I noticed that you structured the business here as also um, a part of it as a nonprofit as well. Yes. Why is that so important for you? Why is it um, so important that there's that nonprofit component in your business? Well, we always pray that people will donate monetary. And, and I really haven't asked, you know, for monetary donations. Okay. So I have not because I asked not. Uh, so we're going to work on that, and um, uh, yeah, this is one reason for the nonprofit, and plus the grants. Okay. So I've been a grant writer since 1995, and I'm um, focusing on my grants now, mm -hmm. and I'm not writing for others at this time. So we can get everything that we need to help others do this. So, um, And yeah. so proceeds from the cells here... Some of it goes to charity and some of it goes to, I'm assuming, the upkeep of the business, and the, the expenses here. And the consigners. And the consigners. And we have close to 20,000 consigners. Wow, that's amazing. And so we 50-50 split and we do a six-month consignment with them. Uh-huh. And then if they're not high-end items, then we um, they donate them to Blooming Butterflies after six months. Okay. And then we try to sell them and then at the end... We do uh, one uh, once a month. We call it a garage sale, but it's not. It's mm -hmm. free clothes. We give mm -hmm. it away mm -hmm. to communities that mail items back to their country, uh, help their family out that can't afford anything. Mm -hmm. Before, we've been selling them for a dollar, but mm -hmm. God directed me in a different way. So mm -hmm. we're giving them away each month now. Yeah. By the way, I came to one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I found a few things that were really awesome. And, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So, and, and when you said, oh, you can take it, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Are you sure? I mean, it just, it just didn't seem right. But <laughs> that's amazing, though, that you have that component. And that's a very important piece of your business for you. And so why the move over here now? Because I know you just moved over here to the Spring Branch area. Yes. So um, we were on Westheimer. That was the uh, second move mm -hmm. since I purchased the business. And it was 20,000 square feet. Yeah. And so the lease was up right during the middle of the pandemic on June the 30th. And the property manager wanted to go up on a rent from 20000 to 60000 a month. Well, it was hard enough doing the 20000 Right. So we had to move quickly. And uh -huh. I had found the spot back in May because I live two streets over here in this okay. industri you know, the industrial park. Mm -hmm. And um, so I secured it, and then um, we moved in. But landlord didn't have the warehouse ready, so we had to move half to the back half of his building, mm -hmm. all 20,000 square feet into 15,000 square feet. Wow. 
Yes, it was wow, all right. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like an undertaking. And does anybody help you with that or well, do you, you mm-hmm. volunteers? During the pandemic, mm-hmm. we couldn't hire anyone because nobody would come out, movers or anything. So we had to um, do it all ourselves. We uh, had rented two U-Haul trucks. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up three days and three nights in a row with no sleep. Most of my team stayed up just as long as I did. And we packed up that 20,000 square feet and we crammed it up into the, gently, up into Mm -hmm. the uh, back half of the building. Mm -hmm. Landlord did not have the building ready July the 1st, so we didn't get to start setting up the warehouse until end of January. Okay. And so during that time, I was like, we got to do something because we're not going to be able to fit all this in there Mm -hmm. because the landlord wanted half of the warehouse for his items. Yeah. So I came up with themed rooms in the 15,000 square feet. Okay. So we have like a vacation wear, rhinestone and gem Mm -hmm. jewelry, uh, high-end jewelry, ooh-la-la lingerie, Mm -hmm. uh, wild divas, and a huge gown room uh, that can be used for a fashion show. Which, by the way, I found the most amazing gowns. Oh, so glad. Oh, I was just so excited because I was looking for... um, I was actually looking for our birthday and my birthday's in July, but I'm, I think about things far ahead and I found the most perfect dress and I can't wait to take a picture in it. And we do have a Parisian seamstress on site. Yes. Which by the way, I'm going to see her so that she can make it perfect for me. She's so good. So I'm really blessed to have her for eight years now. Unbelievable. And it sounds like what you're doing here, the people buy into your mission as well. It seems like they have to, if they're here, they have to be a part of that mission with you. Um, and, and lend themselves. I noticed that a few of them are volunteers and others work here with you, but, um, it's very mission driven. It's very purpose driven for you. Yes, it is. And because I want to help and I, I want us to make people happy when they come in. My, my team is the best customer service and I, I have experienced that all weekend at mm-hmm. other stores and I just like, I'm really thankful for mm-hmm. how kind and loving my team is and they how are. helpful they are. Mm-hmm. And they have stuck by my side when something had to be painted or floors scrubbed or toilets cleaned mm-hmm. or dirt shoveled. They got out there and did it with me. And, you know, I think that's one of the hardest things as a business owner is to find employees who can love the business as much as you do or come in and enjoy it as much as you do or come in with the same enthusiasm you know, because a lot of times we don't come into our business enthusiastic at all. There's too many problems. There's too many things going on around our circle. We're constantly putting out fires. You right. know, I had my own business for a long time. My husband's had a business. So I feel like we're always either people managing or employee managing or we're putting out fires all day long. Like sometimes we're just like, why in the world did I open this business? Yeah. <laughs> Crawling a little ball. So what do you go to to give you that motivation to continue and to push forward and to say, it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Well, my motivation, uh, one is first God first. I have to just really state that because um, I could have just, you know, said, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Gone away in the country and play with my flowers and butterflies. But I, I, cashed in all my retirement, all savings, everything that I had. Okay. And I said, okay, we're going to rebuild this the way God has shown me how to do it, the vision he gave me. And every single piece, every light, every curtain hanging. Every detail. Every detail Mm -hmm. of the store. 
it was researched and researched and researched until I had a confirmation. This is how it's going to be done. Okay. And so it's we've got it up and going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll soon have a, a garden in the uh, backside here for Blooming Butterflies Enchanted Gardens to help the endangered monarchs and sell all kind of plants. And and so that's part of what I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, nowadays slow fashion is starting to become more... Um, I'm not not saying on trend, but it's something that's happening a lot more because people after COVID started to realize that we we really don't need that many things and we can actually reuse what we already have. And I think resale stores are starting to become, you know, one of those places that we go to instead of always buying more things that are new or fast fashion or that are made maybe, you know, not in the best conditions that people or especially younger women are really taking um, stake at what they're doing with their fashion nowadays and how they can contribute to to the earth and to the planet. And that was a conversation you and I had at the beginning because I'm very big also on sustainable fashion, on, you know, reusing and, fi- you know, finding investment pieces. So is that also an important component for you that we reuse so that we can also contribute? Like you said, you know, I guess the conversation we had was, you know, for, for our earth, our planet, you know? Yes, because the, the largest waste we have yeah. are clothing. Yes. I mean, it's $17 trillion. Yes. That was two years it's ago. huge. And so to recycle, upcycle clothing, we've, we've done many uh, <clears throat> fashion shows with the Art Institute. And they have actually taken clothing and upcycled them. And they're just, they're awesome when they finish. It's amazing what they can do with it. And we even take like buttons and we remove zippers and we try to do as much as we can with uh, damaged clothing. Yeah. So it doesn't go back to the waste field uh, because it's just, it's hurting our environment horribly. It is. And I think it's such an important, you know, thing that we do mention that for you because a lot of my, for example, a lot of the women that I, you know, help, they're very concerned, you know, that they can, they need to be doing something that's also helpful, yes. not just purchasing and consuming, you know, clothing. And I think luxury brands are now starting to come around to becoming, you know, more like, hey, it's okay, you no, know, yeah, and that's what reuse it. We try to make uh, it, it uh, reasonable, yeah, to buy designer items, you know, and, and a fraction of the cost. And we try to encourage women to clean out their closets, you know, sitting up there getting dusty or, you know, maybe not dusty, but it's just sitting up there not, yeah, being, not used. being used. Let someone else buy it. I mean, you, you make some money. You don't get rich off of it, but you'll make some money and you can use it for something else. And then the, another person can actually enjoy that item instead of just sitting up there not using it. And you know what I think? Every piece also has a story. It does. Because that story, that woman used, maybe she wore it for her son's graduation. Maybe she wore it for her daughter's wedding. Every little, every piece has a story and it carries a little bit of that person, don't you think? Oh, it does. I, I actually listen to a lot of the consigners. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I had this one lady. Mm-hmm. She researched me. She called me. She has some custom-made Rick Rages jackets. Okay. And they're absolutely gorgeous. And they run anywhere from three to five thousand to seven thousand dollars. Wow! So she mm-hmm. had five of them, and she said, "I only want you to sell them for me." 
Unbelievable. And I'm, that's what I've been doing. And she's very happy. I take really good care of them. So you develop trust with your clients, basically. And you have a very interesting price structure. Yes. Did you develop that yourself? Is that how you came? Can you tell me a little bit about how you came up with that? Because I know there's a certain amount of uh, either you purchase pieces, for example, if something is priced from one to $99, it's 90% off. Yes. 100 to 149 is 75% off. How did you come up with that? Well, we, we wanted to do a 90% off of uh, almost all re retail prices. So we had to come up with a way that you also, we can sell it, but they everyone would get a discount. Yeah. So we broke it down to say, okay, so under $99, if it's $9, $98, you get it for $9.80. And it was just a structure that, of pricing that came to me and it has really worked has it yes okay good because uh, i can negotiate a little mm -hmm. bit with the prices mm -hmm. along with the sales but still at the same time keeping the consigners you know happy or trying to keep them as happy as i can right you know so who manages twenty thousand consigners um i do you do i, wow. I do all the you know try to do all the marketing or website's not up to par yet. And I was just going to ask you, do you have an online store where people can see what you have? Well, we did. Okay. But there's so much of uh, fraud and fake IDs and if they steal it from international, then you, you really won't get your money back. No insurance is going to cover that. So I'm not all about selling online. Mm, okay. So I you mean, don't trust the process of online? I don't. Okay. And, and Plus, I'm responsible, I feel responsible for the consigner's items, mm -hmm. and I really do the best I can. Um, you know, in our contract, we do say we're not responsible for any loss, theft, or damage, Yeah. Um, but I don't want to always fall back on that. I want to say, hey, you know. Mm -hmm. We're going to take care of your items yeah. and do this to the best of our ability. Yeah, and I sense like you carry a heavy burden on yourself and in, in the trust that those clients place on you, and you really take it very much to heart. I really do. Yeah, I can tell. When a consigner is upset uh, during this pandemic, it's been really hard, and we may have had seven that it just burdens my heart that they would be upset because we really have extended contracts. Um, mm -hmm. some items were damaged, but we, we tried to make everyone happy. Yeah. And that's difficult. That's extremely difficult. I don't think you ever accomplished no, that yeah. as much as you try. Um, and so when people bring in, for example, luxury items, who authenticates the things? Do you have somebody that works on that particular part? Well, if you bring in items that have to be authenticated, mm -hmm. you will need to have a receipt or the card. And then we have three people that can notice or, or see what the authentication is of that item. Okay. But we don't, we're not professionals to authenticate okay. any kind of designer um, bags, especially handbags. Right. So, but if they are replicas, you know, we do put replica on the tag. Okay. We, so you just sell some that are, yeah. Just, just some, not a lot. Okay. Uh, because they're nice replicas. And so, but the new bags that are designer bags, used bags, they do have the authentication uh, cards and the seal inside them. Okay. Do the bags also, um, I, I noticed that they have like a different set of discounts. Yes. Okay. Well, well, they're, they're not... 500 and above, uh -huh. and it's 25% off. Uh -huh. And then sometimes we can work 
I see that, yeah. With the discount. Okay. Because we're trying to sell them, not hoard them and keep right. them. Right, <laughs> And so when, you, when you're looking for more clientele, because I want them to know a little bit more about what you offer here, do you offer styling services? Like, are there any curated services that you offer? I have two, probably three uh, wonderful ladies that can style. Okay. Put together what looks good on. So they can make an appointment with them and have them maybe do some personal shopping for them? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And they, they can walk in, too. We're not uh, to where we have to have an appointment okay. to be styled. Awesome. You know, we're here to serve. Okay, very good. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, people that are looking to have more of a personalized service, and sometimes they walk in and they're overwhelmed by too many things. Right. So it's nice to know that you do have people that can help them and guide them. Okay. I know Maria was here one time, and I told her what I needed, and she goes, oh, I know where to take you. And so she took me to the other area where all the gowns are, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, I <laughs> need to live here. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I think what I really want us to really – um emphasize is that when you're coming here and you're shopping here, you're shopping with a bigger purpose in mind and there's more going on than just a piece of clothing. There is a mission behind it. There's a purpose behind it. And some of my clients, for example, they only shop, you know, resell because they don't want to consume more fast fashion. So this is a great place for them to come and check out and they can see that there's a huge variety yes. of things that they can find. I mean, there's a bridal section as well. Well, it's, it's not a really bridal gown, okay. per se, as a white, you know, ivory. All right. But we do have some gowns that can be used as bridal. The, the bridal gowns are really a hard sell. And because uh, usually they want that unique piece. So what right. Mona, our Parisian seamstress, uh -huh. can do, she'll take uh, a gown apart and put it back together the way the bride uh, has dreamed of her dress, okay. and it's it's really awesome the service that she Beautiful. provides. Restyling that whole thing, and it's not easy to find people who have that skill. By the way, yes, and the patience, <laughs> and the patience. It is. It's not easy. It's very very difficult. And I know that for you. I mean, how do people um, if they want to come and consign with you? Do they have to fill out some paperwork with you? How do they go about doing that with you? Okay, so um, we do have on the current website, uh, designerdivallc.com, mm -hmm. they can click on consign. Uh, you do have to have an appointment, so I haven't been able to change no appointment necessary, but on there is the six-month contract they can read over, and then the policy on how we need the items brought in now that COVID uh, pandemic hit. So we have to have them cleaned, uh, washed, or dry cleaned. Mm -hmm. And uh, the shoes, you know, sanitized inside, and we do it again anyway. But they can read that, and then when they come in for their appointment, uh, no more than 50 items at a time, mm -hmm. because we want to get them entered in the same day and put out on the floor. Okay. So we don't want to wait two, three weeks to yeah. get them out. Yeah, of course. And then they'll get a drop-off sheet and a contract. Or a contract. Okay. They'll get a contract, and then... Um, at, we'll get an inventory listing when they finish. Okay. And they check on their account every month after the 21st via email only. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't want to do the phone calls. Uh, we have new processes for that so that we can give them that one-on-one -on -one attention with the email. Mm hmm Okay. And then do you um, pay them? Like uh, direct deposits, or do they come in and pick up checks? Or They'll come in. They'll, okay. they'll check on their account. 
uh, every month after the 21st and a check either will be here for them or roll over okay. to the next month that they don't have at least $30 in their account to print a check. And how many pieces can someone consign at one time? Uh, no more than 50 items. Wow, 50. Yes. <gasps> yeah, we used to do two and 300. But yeah, we had that, to start off a little slow this time. That is amazing. Yes, we uh, they get a lot of nice pieces, and mm -hmm. uh, our new process is a little bit harder um, for the consigner, but it's uh, well managed and organized. Right. Okay, so. that's amazing. The other thing I wanted to ask you: Have you thought about renting pieces? Because now renting is like huge also in in the in the fashion market i mean i use rent the runway a lot too when i want designer dresses that i don't want to purchase i'll rent them is that an option that you've thought about or i have thought about it uh however the items not being mine i just don't want to take that risk or headache if they come back dirty and they have to get them clean then you have to but what if they clean. are your pieces what if it's something you've already purchased for yourself for your that's, like that's your like your gowns, for example, yeah. are those gowns on consignment or are those gowns yours? No, they're all consignment. Everything is on consignment. Yes. Okay, everything's consignment. But it's a, an idea and a thought that I would probably uh, readdress later. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, because I think the future is really just becoming so much more, you know, aligned with just people not wanting to purchase so much anymore and just really reuse what they have. Right. And right. consigning and then renting, I think is a really big one as well. Yes. What can I, what can I tell my customers about your space so they can come and see you? What is something that you've, you really feel they should know about it? Okay. Not only, uh, do we have 20,000 square feet of a beautiful warehouse to shop? There's 15,000 square feet of themed rooms. The Parisian seamstress is on site at all times for their needs. Okay. We have uh, massages by Ben, so we have a Thai massage therapist on site. Uh, we have a scent bar that has um, by Miss D, exclusive scents by D, and she has all her candles and perfume oils. She can okay. make floral arrangements. Uh, so this is all inside uh, Designer Diva Resale. Amazing. Yeah, I remember when I was here, she um, she sampled a few, and they were really good. Yes, she made hand, hand pours her own very impressed. And makes her own body oils. And how often do you do fashion shows, by the way? We, uh, in the past, would do about five or six a year. And okay. now we're gearing up, and we look, it's, okay, we're, now we're gearing up, and we're going to have about Probably, I know, two or three. Okay. So now we're gearing up, and we're going to have about two or three in the upcoming uh, months. Awesome. And so how will people know when they're coming up? Is it on Instagram? Is it on Facebook? Where do you Instagram, advertise? Facebook, okay. LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, we send out emails through MailChimp. Okay. And so they can sign up through that, through the website. So like a newsletter that they can subscribe to? Yes, yes, on the website, designerdivallc.com. Okay. So, and our address is a little tricky. I want to throw that in there. Yes, yes, please tell us about that. Yeah, so it's uh, 10707 Haddington Drive, 77043. And when you turn on Haddington Drive, you're going to go up to Stebbins Circle. It's the okay. next street. And you'll turn right because we're on the back side of 
that address I gave you, the building. So the warehouse side. And we do not have our banners up any longer. Um, but so. it's pretty obvious because I think there's a lot of signs of the pretty diva girl. Yeah, there <laughs> so were. I think you can follow her. Oh, I saw some. They're not anymore? No. Oh, no. okay. Someone complained and then we had to take oh, them down. Oh, okay, okay. So that's why I'm stressing, you mm -hmm. know, and if you can't find it, just call 281-497-6991 and we can guide you in. But I feel that Waze and uh, Google Maps, we may have it down to the T where yes. it drives you right here. Yes. By the way, that's what I've used, and it takes me exactly to the place. Oh, good, good. So good. it is kind of hidden through the back, but I think once you come into the parking lot, you'll see there's a lot of blooming flowers. You yes. will definitely notice that. You know, that's a big theme in your place. And the sign is on the warehouse building. Right. You know, I'm just um, so thrilled that I was able to meet you, Michelle. Very um, I love what you're doing. Thank and you. I think that, you know, we definitely need to keep pushing you forward and whatever we can do as consumers, as buyers, as women concerned about, you know, our planet, our sustainability, we definitely need to come and support you and be a part of your movement because I think it's something you've been doing for a long time. Yes. And I have a sense that, you know, it's very, very um, mission and purpose driven for you, which I think is just a beautiful thing to see. A lot of businesses... Um, are very much about, you know, the bottom line and the profit. But for you, it really is about helping others and making sure that whatever you do is helping someone else. Exactly. It's not I love it. about me living high in my, I, I do not do that. I'm a very simple person. I go to work, go home, do my errands. And this is my focus now and mm -hmm. it's to help other women um, enjoy. They really will have a great time if they come here. I love it. Thank yes. you so much for the Thank interview. You for having I me. appreciate you. And appreciate ladies, you. we're going to come out here and we're going to meet her. Y'all need to go follow her at in, on Instagram. Follow her on Facebook. She's got so many friends on LinkedIn, by the way. I'm one of like maybe 30,000 that you have. <laughs> like, wow, I don't know anybody else that has that many, but Michelle does. And guys, when you go to her website, also don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter because she's going to be having um, runway shows and you're going to be amazed at some of the great pieces you will find when you come in here you will see that she's got some really really great things oh and we'll yes. also have some mixers coming up oh, our, our awesome. first one will be this month on the 24th okay and it's shake them up and so we're going to have some healthy shakes and some hors d'oeuvres and some girls are putting this together so i'll be emailing about that awesome yes so much fun all right everybody if you like what you hear if you like what um we're presenting and what we're showing you please give us a follow on buys by alicia at uh, instagram you can also go to Podbean and find me there. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify. You will find me all over the place, guys. Please go over there, send a review, tell us what you like. If you want to hear more of these conversations, please don't hesitate and come and visit Designer Diva, guys. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you.